Dom brought up that it's Tuesday. Do both of you or either of you know why Tuesday is my favorite day of the week? It's because I get to talk MMA with my friends. Cue sappy response. We're both terrible and didn't pick up on that. <laughs> we are definitely terrible. It's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast. I meant to be prepared. If there was ever a motto. Yeah. I was planning to prepare. <laughs> also good. I was strategizing a setup. And uh, it didn't work out. How was y'all's weekend? I saw a man with three other men and two ladies get into a cage. Let's call this cage... 50 feet long by 25 feet wide with a full grown white Bengal tiger. <laughs> and not only that, they jumped in the water with it. <laughs> what was this? Mm -hmm. What was this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Northern Arizona is a strange place. And uh, they have a, a wildlife park that has a number of big cats that uh i am i am of the understanding at least they claim that they all came from private collections they were like rescues and uh one of their things is what they call tiger splash and it um <laughs> is exactly what it sounds like people splashing in the water with a tiger and i'm sitting there the whole time thinking Let's let nature take its course because the idiot who is speaking while the people are doing the sort of stunts with the tiger, he's talking about how the tiger is choosing to keep them alive because he understands the tiger's instinct and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand shit. Really what you understand is you have just gotten lucky. However, many times you've done this Siegfried and Roy got lucky until the day they didn't. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just really, and this place did not have the infrastructure of a Sinkford and Roy show to stop that tiger from mauling him had it decided today was the day. And uh, unfortunately for me, it wasn't the day, but I, I still almost couldn't believe what I was watching. They clearly have not seen nope. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And the three of us have. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Life lessons don't get into a cage. Because ultimately, 50 by 25 is not that big. With a tiger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just don't do it. Have a have a, a sanctuary for tigers that have been rescued. I'm all for that. Let people in to see them and try to educate them on why you shouldn't have a tiger in your backyard. Yeah. And then and then just call it call it quits right there, you know? I get that. Where was this again? Uh, near Sedona, Arizona, and it was like a it was like a sanctuary. Well, it huh. is a sanctuary. Is they a just sanctuary. also get in there with the the tigers, which They're... I think is insane. <laughs> I watched a video of a guy playing with his cheetahs and cheetah cubs. 
mm-hmm. uh, and and talking about raising cheetah cubs and whatnot and i immediately was thrown back to our episode <laughs> where you were talking to ryan just like you don't see a golden retriever puppy in with the lions no you don't see the zookeeper in with the Bengal tiger but can you go pet the cheetah yeah you can i don't <laughs> want to call this place a zoo <laughs> no don't can you even call it a sanctuary yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what you would call it. Um, they have a mountain lion in a in honestly a decent sized plot of land for it. And uh they have a tree for it to climb, and on top of that tree are two beds that it can sort of rest on. And at one point we walked by and the mountain lion was running full clip along the fence and then scaled that tree so quick. That was impressive. Huh. Don't get in there with a mountain lion. No. Don't do that. No. Uh, welcome to the Pretty Podcast. Dom is here to give us bad gambling advice. Ryan is here to make good points. And I, Aaron, am here to give you takes that you would never get anywhere else. That's the Pretty Neat Podcast hosts right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I guess there, hey, there was some UFC this past weekend. That's very exciting. There was also some other sports. So I feel like there is a do. Should we start with UFC Fight Night? Grasso versus Araujo. 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 Yeah, something like that. Yo, you you said it, though, uh, Ryan. I have to say with there's something with the Mexican boxing. There's something going on with the camps in Mexico right now and the fisticuffs coming out of there because Grasso looked great. I know it was a close decision, uh, but uh, hey, it was it was that that fucking fists. It was those fists. I thought she looked better. She handled it. What did you think? Yeah, she was uh, she was more active. I think uh, uh, Vivian definitely wanted to take it to the ground. But after she was unsuccessful, kind of just relented to throwing more power shots or a throw, you know, attempting to throw mm-hmm. more power shots. Grasso's yep. movement was better. I mean, she wanted it. I-, I would have loved to see if it did get to the ground, right? How potentially major of a difference that would be, but it didn't happen. Nope. Does Grasso have a shot at the belt? <laughs> who else i mean who else is going to get a shot like let's ask that question who else, why wouldn't who they else, just run back tyler santos i kind of feel like they should because a lot of people think she won that fight i'm not one of them but a lot of people think she did yeah it was close but yeah still. It, was, it was as close as we've seen chevchenko come in a while for sure mm-hmm. would you would you rather see talia santos or alexa grosso Talia Santos. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would too. Yeah, I think I would. Okay. Yeah. I want to see that happen again. But it looked good. Poor Cub. Bro. Bro, that looked painful. I don't ever want to have to give the knee, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> Did he bend the knee to Jonathan Martinez? <laughs> Involuntarily, yeah. <laughs> Involuntarily bend the knee. 
because he couldn't, yeah, he, he couldn't take any more of that shit. No. And I mean, there was a couple of fun fights. Rafael Asensio looked good. The Jordan Wright just go to Dorovich fight was pretty fun. Uh, Alonzo Menefield, geez, Atomic definitely lived up to his nickname. Uh, light heavyweight, where does Alonzo play in that? I don't think he's anywhere no? near the top. I don't really. Uh, he's he's not ranked. No. Do you think he should fight somebody ranked next? Uh, I'd love to see another like slobber knocker, all action fight. You know, stand up versus stand up. You know, yeah. those are those are pretty pretty entertaining. <laughs> Does the slobber knocker come before or after the club and sub? <laughs> the the fight <clears throat> the fight could conclude with the club and sub. Got it. But it could still overall be a quote unquote slobber knocker. <laughs> who wouldn't what are you watching dom sorry uh tonight is the kickoff of what will be let me do some quick math seven or eight months of anguish for me and so uh nba yeah lakers mm. watching the warriors get their rings fuck them and uh <laughs> maybe the lakers can spoil it right ring night games are hard to win we saw that with the rams uh kind of year over year in every sport Banner night, ring night is a tough one. Um, having said that, I think as it stands, I am the third best shooter on the Lakers, which is a <laughs> which is a super fucking problem. So, and you're not even on the Lakers, and and I'm not even on the Lakers. <laughs> not even so, on the radar. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I have applied for the head coaching position every time it's been vacant the last few years. I've just never gotten an interview. Um, problems so i don't know man i don't know what's going to happen with them but they are they are kicking off here i'm watching steph curry who is again basketball's most overrated player (laughs) (laughs) so 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 strong the hate is strong (laughs) there was a good amount of football banter between on the the thread this past weekend didn't seem like the chargers were living up to potential they won though they won in a very uneventful game. Mm. So uneventful that I was like, nope, fuck this. I'm not going to watch it. How about that? <laughs> nope, not going to do it. And then I would check in on the score and I'd look at the the, the scoring summary in the, in the drives. I was like, oh, punt, 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 <laughs> interception, field goal, field goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i didn't miss much <laughs> it's, uh, it's fucking ridiculous uh their kicker who won the game is now out for two to four weeks because he <laughs> strained his uh hamstring on the Shit. extra point yeah the, the first, first one right game. yep a defender kind of landed on him didn't he yep uh he had been out not the previous week but the week prior to that um and then came back and played so apparently it wasn't fully healed which is fine, whatever. Um, one of their second string tight ends who is prone to getting concussions, guess what? Concussion protocol. <laughs> Speaking um, of concussions, there was boxing over the weekend also. <laughs> dude. Well, all of that to say, before we get into boxing and we need to, the Chargers are in second place in their division or tied for first? Tied for I first. I guess technically second because they... 
they lost to the Chiefs, right? But they did lose to the Chiefs. Um, it could be worse. They could be Denver, which what a fucking dumpster fire. And do you know what? I have a front row seat to it. <laughs> and and I have a high powered hose that could put that fire out. And I have I just have turned it off because no. uh, I'd like to conserve water and I cannot stand Russell Wilson and watching him look like he's never thrown a football before is my very favorite thing. I don't care if that. So now, right. The story is coming out. Oh yeah. He has a torn this in his shoulder. Okay. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Sure. Yeah. He, uh, he got an MRI too for something going on with his leg. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm sure he did. <laughs> and, and I wish him well. Uh, <laughs> uh, Deontay Wilder made a mess of a man's brain cells. Yeah. Which one was worse, him or the Caleb Plant one? Ooh. I thought that well, one. I like the Caleb Plant one because there was some serious animosity between the two. Yeah, there was. <laughs> um, fun fact, uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, and Hellenius are actually friends. Robert Hellenius. Robert Hellenius. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I would never he knocked want him it. out. He knocked out his friend. Bad. Honestly, <laughs> so the third thing down when you Google Deontay Wilder versus Robert Hellenius is is De- Deontay Wilder ready to rumble? Question <laughs> mark. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe that's the name of an article that they posted before the fight. Whatever. Um, what's wild about the Wilder one is it didn't even look like that hard of a punch. Mm-mm. And we've seen him hit guys, you know, recently, Tyson Fury, way harder. And Tyson got up and Hellenius was just down. I think that that level of power that Wilder has is just a different sort of thing. Um, I have no interest in seeing him fight Tyson Fury again. Uh, Deontay Wilder, Francis Ngannou has been talked about. I am way more interested in that. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, we know that Deontay Wilder can't beat Tyson Fury. We don't need to see it again. Let him just annihilate these guys. Tyson Fury should probably just walk away. He's made all the money, right? There's no reason to keep getting in there. Um, maybe to beat Usyk and and kind of take all the belts, but hmm. plus you you give it. Say you wait. You you know Tyson Fury. I guess he's actually Tyson Fury is a little younger than Deontay Wilder. But you get a little older, you more time out of the ring, one of those shots lands, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, well, look, he, he can beat him. And the first three fights didn't, you know, if you're Tyson Fury, you have everything to lose and nothing to gain by beating him again, except the money, and he doesn't need the money, and he can get the money other ways. So, yeah. I like the idea of Nganu myself. I, I think, think that's way more compelling, and I actually kind of think there's a chance Francis beat him, beats him, unlike Francis Deontay Wilder. Or or Tyson Fury rather, mm-hmm. his uh the punch reminded me of when Tai Tuivasa knocked down Greg Hardy, mm-hmm. um where it just like it just caught him just right at the exact square in the mm-hmm. middle of the face, uh but like you said, he has that it's it's paranormal power where like it's just like something else transfers from within his fist into the person's head. And scrambles it up a bit before it puts him to the ground. Obviously, it was much harder than what Ty hit Greg with because Greg got up <laughs> or tried to and had to get a couple more hammer fists. But holy shit. Yeah, that was, Hellenius was down. Was I violent. think the Caleb Plant one was a little worse. 
Mm, yeah. Which really, what does that say about Canelo, who just freaking dominated Caleb Plant? Literally shattered <laughs> his skull. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, uh, next week, the next episode, we're going to have to make a couple of picks on the uh, boxing because we have some uh, some fun people going over. Anderson so Silva. for some reason, I thought that was last week. No, I thought it was in November. No, it's on the 29th. Yeah. Yeah. yeah next we were time. all wrong, except mm-hmm. for Ryan. And I <laughs> I just... Uh, like I said, he has the good points, like accurate dates. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Well, I don't know why I thought it was that day. Yeah. It don't matter. We'll make picks when that comes. Uh, speaking of... Was there anything else to re-recap from the weekend? Game House of the Dragon was good. <laughs> I didn't see it yet. Okay. Mm. It was good. It was good. Apparently, they strayed from the source material. I, mm. I was told over uh, one of the recap videos I watched. But, um, yeah, it was really good. It's really shaping out to, to be fucking awesome. Yeah, the, the finale, I'm, I'm curious to see what direction they go to set up season two, which is sound, I mean, just by all accounts, is going to be dragon action packed. Yeah. Um, there, there's a pretty nice primer. Obviously, the way that it ended, you can draw some conclusions as to where people are going and uh, how they're going to react is what, I'm interested to see in the finale, which is Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I, I will say this about Cottonwood, Arizona, <laughs> which is where I was. Um, now, my in-laws, again, wonderful grandparents, good people. You typically cannot take their food recommendation. Oh, boy. At all. And they told me about a place like a year and a half ago that they had been to that does this wood-fired pizza and how amazing it is and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, sure, you guys don't know. Whatever. That's fine. Well, we went there on Friday night. What's the consensus? It was so fucking good. I can't even. and, And here's the thing. I've eaten pizza all over this country. I know what good pizza is. I know what good pizza isn't. There's no such thing as bad pizza. Right. There's just levels to it. This was literal A plus stuff. Uh, it was nearly perfect. Give him a free shout out. Uh, yeah, for sure. That was Pizzeria Bocce in Cottonwood, Arizona. That sounds amazing. Yep. Or Old Town, Old Town something. I don't know. It was near Cottonwood. Let me see. Pizzeria Bocce. I much... for the name too. Yeah. Cottonwood, Arizona, right there on Main Street. Nice. I much so appreciated our ventures to pyology between classes when we sure. would be facilitating together. That was always fun. To this is a little better than pyology. <laughs> I they imagine did, so. I wouldn't put them at the uh, range. <laughs> we had, uh, which hey, I'm happy with pyology. You just got to know what you're getting into. So we had the uh, uh, prosciutto and arugula pizza, which was fantastic, and the pizza carbonara. Nice. So good. That's delicious. Ryan, delicious. what are you drinking? It looks like Holy Grail ale. <laughs> uh no, it's a it's a cider. Ooh. Just you regular? Know. Angry Orchard? Yeah. yeah, regular old cider. I'm Getting gonna... into the spooky season. Yeah. Is that a what? Spooky cider is the Halloween thing? Yeah. yeah. I associate it with Halloween. Oh, okay. 
I do too. Kind of the apples. It's fall, y'all. <laughs> yeah. We uh we've been continuing with the Halloween movies too. We we've watched all of the Adams family, the animated ones. <laughs> hey, they're pretty are you solid. Watch the uh the Wednesday Adams like yeah oh yeah that looks continuation good. series it looks fun <clears throat> we watched the uh the last halloween movie that uh it's out on peacock so we have peacock so we watched that mm-hmm. not saying it was like a masterpiece it definitely wasn't i mean it's the 13th 14th halloween. you know what you're getting into yeah but i'm just happy to see a conclusion to it so you know it's not as bad as the last one where he became supernatural which is a fucking travesty was it actually a conclusion yeah it was okay yeah i liked scream five or just scream the reboot yeah it was actually it was actually pretty good different than the others but they're still very self-aware so it's the same kind of meta humor that scream always brings Mm. yeah i i didn't hate it i didn't hate it at all no I don't really do horror movies. I love horror books. Horror movies, not my thing. There is a there is a pretty good show on Netflix called The Midnight Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's sort of horror, sort of not, but it's these terminally ill teenagers that get sent to hospice care. Well, that's without... terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's the premise to the story. <laughs> Cheer up! Cheer Watch up! Watch some fifteen-year-olds uh, who are going to die. But the hospice around, like. 1819 but the hospice care is the midnight society from are you afraid of the dark no not quite i was just thinking about are you afraid of the dark are you afraid of the dark uh when my wife was explaining this show that's what she oh she was yeah it's got some weird auspices to the origins of the home and yeah some spirits and you know just some interesting characters and they get together and they tell their own types of stories at midnight and it's very culty um yeah but the stories are good and we watched it on a whim and now we're a couple episodes in and I rather enjoy it. Yeah. That's Riley, cool. Riley finished it. She really liked it. <clears throat> Good. Uh, every single time I saw them talking and the few times I walked in to like catch bits and pieces, it was them like either commencing the meeting or wrapping it up. So like I was immediately, are you afraid of the dark trigger? And <laughs> I actually think that that's, it's on Paramount plus the og are you afraid of the dark so i think i might watch like the first couple seasons just to <laughs> relive some of that childhood because i remember yeah, being yeah. like nine or something when that was coming out and it was borderline scary but really not <laughs> that was on was that on tgif you guys remember that was that the no it was, it was on, on the it was on it, SNCC. SNCC, that's right. So it was yep. it was TGIF leading right into SNCC. And of course, everyone knows the best TGIF show. If you fucking get this wrong. There were... TGIF was good for a while. Yeah, but there was a particular show. Hmm. Oh, you guys. Oh, I'm um, so disappointed. <laughs> There's a number, plus SNCC was on Saturday. Yes, was, no, that's true. Yeah. Yes, yes. All that, sad. also and, a good show. Yeah, Snick was the, uh, and Are You Afraid of the Dark was the last thing. It was the that's late, right. It was the late night. Yeah, what, 8.30. <laughs> the <laughs> older kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. The best TGIF show, guys, come on. All of them are on Disney+. Plus. It was actually the first thing my wife and I watched when Disney+, Plus came out. I mean, there's some really good ones. I'm looking at the 
the top 10 list yeah. of TGI okay. shows. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have feelings here. I have feelings. Don't do I, it. Boy Meets World. Yes, of that's, course it's Boy Meets World. That's what I was going to say. I have, so. I have feelings. I wanted to say Family Matters too, because Family, Family Matters, Matters is great. Mm-hmm. Family Matters is good. You know, OG Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, so hot. Yep. <laughs> yep. Even when step Clarissa was explaining it all. Dude, step by step. Step by step. Yeah, step by step for <laughs> sure. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yes. <laughs> Family Matters. Uh, Family Matters also great. Um, I don't think that was the TJF show, though, was it? I don't it think it was. Oh, no. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the <laughs> Wait, show Dinosaurs? Remember Wait, dinosaurs? I do remember Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. What? What did Not you say before up. Family Matters, Ryan? Or before Boy Meets World? Or was it Family Matters? And I just like completely zoned out. It was. I did say Family Matters. You're like, yeah, yeah. it was a good show. Yeah, Family yeah, Matters is great. Family Matters? Yeah. Step by step is good. <laughs> but it's Boy Meets World. It's, it's Boy, Boy Meets, Meets World. World. Yeah. And then on SNCC, it's our Hanging with Mr. Dark. Cooper was or good. Or all too. that. Or all that. Because <laughs> all that was pretty good. We should make some UFC. 280 picks. Pick it up. Pick I actually it up. saw Mark Curry live twice. For the Pretty Me Podcast picks. Not that we haven't been making these picks for the last like four episodes. <laughs> official picks. Official picks. <laughs> yeah. You know how official? We're going to get it tattooed on our bodies. This is going to be the artwork, I think, for Instagram. Yeah, we're Katie definitely. Uh, <laughs> so the, for everyone who's listening, go to our Instagram if you want to see our UFC 280 pics. <laughs> that is, well, not Islam. <laughs> yeah, I'm not necessarily taking but, these. You got Sugar Sean. Wait, yeah. how did. Okay, what? this is probably a dumb question. You, you, This is Photoshop, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, <laughs> I just picked stuff, and I found a guess. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. But anyway, yeah. UFC 280 is a beefy motherfucker, mm. and it's a big boy. It's definitely a big it, boy. It is too much of a big boy. This this yeah. card is thick. We don't want to scare away the fans. We we just want to <laughs> let them right. know we respect their distance. That's right. Um, oh, you know what? I have re sorry. You know what I've recently gotten into? What? You can get them at Costco or Sam's Club or or whatever. Raw tortillas. You guys ever fuck with raw tortillas? Heck yeah. Jose and and Dazer. You got to cook them up? Yeah, Jose and Dazer. See, you know what? I I think that I saw the form, no, the latter of the two people you just mentioned uh, last week. I'm not positive, but I think I did. Oh, interesting. We didn't we didn't exchange words and he had long sleeves on whoever this person was, so I couldn't know for sure, but oh, that would be um, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they used to raw tortillas are the shit. When yeah. you pick them up in the refrigerated section, yep. usually in the dairy. Uh and uh oh, man, throw them on your griddle. Oh. So fresh, butter them up. Woo-hoo. Just eat them the way they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you haven't had those, Ryan. Me too. I'll just hype it fresh. You you need to. Mm-hmm. In go. fact, leave the show now. Go get some. Cook them. Come back and report on. Like, guys, <laughs> raw tortillas. Raw tortillas. Yeah. Anyway, carry, carry on. on. Sorry. So good. 
Uh, Raj, where do we start? Should we start on the prelims? Yeah. We, yeah, we'll start. We'll work our way up. I mean, clearly there's uh, there's some undercard action that's exciting, but not necessarily names. Um, surprisingly, the first fight on the prelims is the uh, only ranked fight aside from the main prelim, uh, which is Carol Rosa and Lena Landsberg. Uh, that'll be a, a fun one. And uh, a couple of other auto-generated names here, <laughs> it looks like. Uh, I don't know enough about either of these fighters to have an opinion, but I'm this starts at 7 a.m. Yes. And I will be watching. So Mm -hmm. because I'm old and I am up by 6.15, no matter if I have to work or not. Mm -hmm. Well, if I have to work, I'm usually up at 4 or 50. But if I don't have to work, 6.15 at the latest. Yeah, I'll be up to 9 a.m. my time. That's not stoked. Yeah, I'm literally going to wake up, have my coffee and turn on the fights. (laughs) Don't put pants on. That's important. There would, need, there would be no need. My wife and my sister. Oh, no. Is that here? What? I don't know. My wife and my sister and my nephew and my daughter are going to be painting pumpkins on Saturday. Ooh. And I'm like, that's gay. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I will be watching the UFC while they go and paint pumpkins. It works out. <sighs> that, I mean, that is such a that is such a great response. Well, that's <laughs> that's gay. And here's the thing. I love gay people. There's not even a shot at homosexuality. It's just, hey, it sounds like you gay. <laughs> you want them to be happy. What's wrong with that? They're gonna I, have a. They're they gonna are have, gonna have a good time. Yeah. Hey, if they come back, gay old time. Yeah, and if they come back and they say, "Dad, that wasn't very gay," you should be like, "Well, next time I expect it to be gayer." That's I should, probably should. Mm-hmm. Now, also, also on Saturday, my mom is throwing her annual Halloween party, and I got to tell you, I don't want to go. Um, why? It used to be, I don't know, it was just, I, I just don't want to. And uh, it used to be that I would go to that party and just get obliterated drunk. And uh, I just am not in the mood to do that. So I don't want to go. And I don't like dressing up for Halloween. It is a costume party then? Surprising no one. Yes, it is a costume party. She has prizes. I don't like dressing up. You know, here's the thing. I used to be exactly like that. And I would have to go and go to Halloween parties where you had to wear a costume and I couldn't decide on what I wanted to wear. So on the last minute I get some like fucking cheese ball off the rack or like, or like literal cheese ball costume. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Real shit costume. Yeah. And, and I would fucking hate myself and I just, I'd be a party pooper and I'd be like, I'm not fucking wearing this. And now I realize that if you put some time and prep into it and you make it legit, (laughs) I'm all about it. Yeah, your John Wick costume a couple years back was so good. See, but (laughs) here's the difference. You kind of look like Keanu Reeves. I think you're better uh, looking than Keanu Reeves. I I looked like I got so many. This guy should have dressed up as Dave Grohl comments. Okay. (laughs) See, you could you could pull that off. Good. You can you I haven't you done Loki before? I feel like I've done Loki. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. so it feels like you can pull it off. For me, it's like, oh, he's got to dress like Dana White or Ben Rothwell. You know what I mean? And and you could be Miles Teller. You could. Yeah. From, you'd have to cut all your hair off. That's uh, the Miles Teller is referred to as Bad Ryan. Oh, really? Because he's a he's a shitty person. But I I've do heard that. Like him. Yeah, 
I've seen is his. Is he a shitty person? When he like yeah, signs he's out of He's gotten into some some trouble okay. in the past. Um, maybe he turned his life around. Who knows? Maybe I should just dress as Dana White. I could. Yeah, that's I, nobody would they're, get it. I'm just like storming around in the right. Throw on your fucking illegal. <laughs> yeah, in a, a yeah, my how the Hallowhead shirt I'm wearing right now, or like yeah. uh, a Dana White's Contender Series shirt and some jeans. I, I could probably but, do like, it. I guess. Come watch my new promotion. Dana yeah. White's power slap. Yeah, power slap. Power slap. Um, <laughs> did you read that article? How I did. Ridiculous. How fucking ridiculous. There's a lot of untapped potential in this market. No, there's not. <laughs> fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, similarly with Hasbulla's market, apparently. Uh, so anyway, that's what's going on on Saturday for me. My Francis. daughter, though, so I'm all into her getting dressed up. She is going to be Ray. Um, nice. And uh, we did get her a legit costume. And the only drawback is it's The Last Jedi, which I actually really like. Uh, fight me. Um, Ray, not Force Awakens Ray. Uh, and then my other nephew, not not my nephew who's painting pumpkins, my nephew who's only six months old. We tried to talk his mom, my sister-in-law, into letting him dress as BB-8. And she wasn't <laughs> having it. She wanted him to be Buzz Lightyear. Um but then he really does look like Jack Jack from The Incredibles because he's seven months old and and his hair kind of sticks straight up and <laughs> cute as fuck. Anyway, um, so he's going to be Jack Jack from The Incredibles. And we thought we'd maybe do my daughter is, is her name Violet? Um, yeah. But they aren't coming here for Halloween like they originally were supposed to. So we're not doing that. Oh, damn. Would you color her hair? Who? Your daughter? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. She was Ariel one year. And my oh, okay. wife got a, a spray paint. It was like bright red, and she wore the oh boy, aerial costume. It was adorable. That's funny. It's right around my niece's birthday. It's right before Halloween, a couple of days. So probably get her something good for Christmas. You know how an Ant Man, uh, he gives his daughter that really ugly toy, and she like loves it. At the at the very yes. yeah at the very yeah. beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. he gives her the really ugly toy, and she. And I'm kind of that uncle because my brother-in-law and my sister, albeit beautiful and lovely parents uh, who have their own uniqueness to them that will contribute to the uniqueness of their child. uh, (laughs) They're also kind of on the normal scale when it comes to gift giving, you know, she gets Barbies, albeit it's like, you know whatever she won't get like the shopping barbie but she'll get the nasa barbie not at all what i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say they get her like the encyclopedia no i get i get her the weird (laughs) shit like i get her like the dolls that fall apart like zombies like this one (laughs) so this is like a zombie doll and it's all velcro okay So, so all the body parts come off and like like that's the type of shit i get her she always likes it it's fun. That's, being that's cool fun uncle. times. You'd be a cool dad. I like being cool uncle. <laughs> I'm a cool uncle too. My nephew is four and he has learned that I have no rules for him here. Uh, when last Thanksgiving <laughs> or two Thanksgivings ago, I don't remember. He had a knife. And uh, when my sister said, where did you get that knife? He said, uncle Dominic gave it to me. And he, he kept walking. I don't, particularly remember if that was true or not but like what are you gonna do <laughs> my sister was like did you just give him this fucking knife and i was like i i don't think so uh, maybe 
But I've been drinking red wine since 1030 and it's four. So maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we, we got sidetracked with with that from the fights. But it coming uh, the con you could your costume. You could be Vulcan Ozdemir, Dom. I could. You're right. Nobody fighting. would get it. But I know you just you're, keep doing this pointing at your at your wrist. Yeah. Is that what is he that, does? Yeah. Because yeah. he's his nickname is no time. Yeah. That's a Damian Lillard thing, though. Is it? Yeah, it's also a Vulcan Ozdemir thing. I think, Who does it Damian, I think it was Damian Lillard <laughs> first. I actually think this this fight is probably going to be. Epic. Oh, it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. Vulcan looked good against Paul Craig. Yep. Um, in his ability to stop him from getting the fight down to the ground mm-hmm. and just punishing him, uh, I kind of feel like he does the same with Nikita. Yeah, uh, Nikita. Does, won't want to go to the ground either i i don't think no uh, i don't think so so i i do think it's going to be a uh a, a, definitely a slobber knocker slobber knocker <laughs> there's going to be a lot of slobber getting knocked that's for sure i actually think i got nikita in this one i i think that he's gonna do more damage and i think that Dimash? that's what's gonna do it i, I really do i think that ozdemir is gonna wear it on his face at the mm. end by the end of this fight and uh i actually don't i think it will go to a decision i think they these are, guys they're are, very similar in the types of they how, are how 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 often they throw mm-hmm. um nikita has the edge on significant strikes he also has uh in terms of like absorbing strikes he's he's way he's way better that's yeah strike and a half better or less yeah. Defense I, for whatever reason is lower, but it's true. But I think it too, he when he fought Paul Craig, uh, who submitted him, uh, he looked really good. You know, he battered Paul Craig, put him on the ground. You remember he like nailed Paul Craig with a couple of those shots, bounced his head off the back of the canvas. Um, got sloppy though. Yeah. Uh, and Paul and, Craig does what Paul Craig does. Now, yeah. his last fight, Alexander Gustafson. Yeah. What a shit show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good so, word for it. So that's gonna be a fun, exciting one though. Then we get uh Mahmoud Muradov and Kyle Barayol. <laughs> so Kyle Barayol. <laughs> I'll never like, say it. He's like a he's a self-professed <laughs> nerd and uh-huh. he like walks out wearing his glasses. And he just looks like rather nerdy and like a guy who decided like, hey, I'm going to get into jujitsu. And he's like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. And uh, maybe I can I can do this professionally. But it's like, from what I remember, it's just a really big self-professed uh, nerd. And that makes me like him. So I hope he beats uh, this gentleman from Uzbekistan. Yeah. For no other reason than that. Truly. I like him too. And can I just say that they, of course, released a special edition LeBron shoe at tip off today and it's already sold out. And it's the first LeBron shoe I've liked in a long time. I would have liked to have him. Anyway, Kyle Barayo does not look like the type of guy who's a nerd. He looks like the type of guy who's an asshole. And maybe that's (laughs) not fair of me, but jujitsu is one of those things that there's almost no sport like this where you just sort of figure out that you're good at it. Like nobody at 23 is like, oh yeah, I started playing basketball and now I'm in the NBA. But mm-hmm. in 
jujitsu, you, you kind of can do that. And I, I don't mean to, to like completely minimize jujitsu or the UFC or anything like that. I just mean that it is one of those things that you can kind of do without really having done it before or something like you can, you could, you could figure out like, Oh, for whatever reason, the way this works just really clicks in my head. Maybe he's like super mathematical or something. And it turns out he can do it. Does that make, does any of that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. What you said, natural, it kind of just clicks. He's to your point. He's on a nine fight win streak. Now, granted his history in the UFC have both been decisions. There are both wins, but then prior to that, he had four wins by knockout and three wins by submission. So mm-hmm. it had showed a proclivity for finishing fights. However, different level of competition, of course, in the UFC. Um, so Mahmoud, Mahmoud, Mak Muradov, 17 <laughs> wins by knockout. So we know what he does. He yep. smishes. Yep. He does He's the smish. smisher. The smisher. <clears throat> I mean, I, I still I'll go with the Brazilian, even though he's not going to be um, he's not going to be a fan favorite. No, he's not. From an odds standpoint, all of the prelim fights, uh, except for uh, Gordon and Mokaev, are are pretty close, really. Yeah, I feel there like should, there should be some fun fights. Yeah, it feels like there's either going to be a fuck ton of decisions on these prelims or not a lot at all yeah (laughs) that moves it into the main event of the prelims the 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 big one if you will Bilal remember the name Mohammed and Sean Brady coming out here doing some damage this one I think is very exciting and I legitimately to right now don't know what i think will happen in this if i'm leaning one way or the other it's sean brady by finish but it's only because i've seen that happen to Bilal before like i've seen him get caught more than once and lose sean brady has not lost yet he's hungry he's got momentum and he's a great wrestler Bilal though i mean trains with the best of the best and will have a great game plan so i kind of feel like it's up to Bilal to execute on whatever he's planning and i have no idea how you plan for sean brady leon edwards was he made an appearance at with uh Bilal on uh the first episode of embedded oh is he, that right he was, he was there training with his group i'm pretty sure that was him Oh, interesting. Well, I know it was Leon Edwards, and I'm pretty sure it was the Bilal Muhammad group that he was with. I definitely know Leon visited Aljo. And mm. uh Oh, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Aljo that's right. And, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of Sterling. Never mind. They they of course had to post a topless picture together on Instagram just to remind me that I'm not a man. Say shirtless, <laughs> but sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same. Uh what are you what are you leaning towards with this one? Mm, who? You, me, either of you. I like Bilal. He's been, I heard he's been training with uh, 
Habib. And Habib's going to be in his corner. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So that's. Didn't they have beef? Did they have beef? I don't know if they had beef. I thought they. No, I'm thinking of Kamzat. Kamzat call and Khabib call each other fake Muslims. Got it. Yeah. I mean, level of competition wise, too. Favors Bilal for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. He avenged his loss to Vincente Luque. He beat Wonder Boy. He beat Damian Maya. Granted, they're all decisions, right? Because that's what he does. He's smothering, right? Yeah. Just top pressure, go, go, go. So much cardio. Um, I kind of see this playing out the same way. To your point, I could see Sean Brady knocking him out, similarly to how Vicente caught Bilal. But he's progressed since that, mm-hmm. right? He's progressed a lot since that. He, he, you know, he, he had that fight, remember? Uh, where he fought Leon Edwards and he had that vicious eye poke. Yeah. And he was like in tears because he couldn't continue. Like he could not see yeah. out of his eye. Yeah. And um, he was going to get the shot instead of Leon. So like that was a big deal. He was going to take Leon's spot in the rankings. Yeah. That's a huge fucking deal. And, yeah. you know, I just, I just think in terms of like momentum, uh, level of competition, his he has shown a a great ability to continue to evolve his game, so I, I like him in this fight, and I honestly think it's probably going to go to to, to a decision. I I could see that have I think I like Bilal too. Decision uh, knockout. I don't really know. I like I love him at a plus one twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his he has not had a a yeah. finish since twenty nineteen against Takashi Takashi Saito. So, yeah, yeah, it goes to decision all the time. That's what that's what one would expect on this one. I'm hoping Sean Brady comes in there and blows it up. (laughs) That way, it entices me to want to buy the pay per view, (laughs) Mm. which I desperately do want to buy. Ah, it's going to be a good one. It really is. Even starting with the first fight. Like the first fight, Katie Chooks, Chooks, Katie Chooks <laughs> is fighting Manon Foro. And I mean, they come to fight. I look forward to that. I look forward to Manon is a finisher. I mean, Katie Chooks does go to decision a lot, but she, like almost she ex- all the time. Yeah. But she, she, but it's because she engages and that's good against Manon. I think Manon is going to throw some great counters out there. Uh, I I think it will be a fun stylistic fight. Uh, I don't expect it to be exciting in the matter of like a brawl or anything like that, but I think they're going to throw some really fun shit at each other and there will be some good exchanges. I look forward to it. Maybe, maybe the winner of this fight gets a shot at Shevchenko. If Manon knocks out Chukagian, she gets the shot. Oh, yeah. Yes. If Chukagian wins a decision, she does not get the next title shot. Yeah. It's it's possible for sure. But definitely if Manon wins, I agree with you. Would it be their third time fighting if Katie Chukes got the shot again? Or their fourth? Against uh, Valentina? Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's the only the... It would be the second. Third, she second fought time. Antonina. Um, okay. 
after she lost to Valentina, but that was February ah. 2020. So, yeah. Okay. What do you think is going to happen in this one? Do you think Chooks gets it done? No. No. No? <laughs> do you think Manon actually manages to get a finish? No. Also, no. no. Fair. Manon by decision. <laughs> well, Chukagian's got to um, be reckless because Manon is going to be looking for the counters. Mm-hmm. She's so she's precise. A she's a beast. Mm-hmm. Should be a fun striking match. I don't think any of them, either of them stops each other, though. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a fun striking match. Yeah. Right after that fight in men's lightweight, number six, Benil Dariush is fighting number nine, Mateus Gamrot. <laughs> Another slobber knocker. Uh, however, I do think that this one actually has a, a high likelihood of going against the cage. Uh, I do think that there's going to be a lot of pressure coming from Gamrot, actually. I, I think that I have Benil in this one. I think really? Benil wins by decision. Uh, I think he's going to put it on Gamrot really, really hard. And uh, Mateus reminds me a lot of Matt the Immortal Brown in that he's he's rough, uh, but he takes one to get one. He does. And I don't think that that's what you do against Benil Dariush, a la Drakkar Close. So I, I think that this will either end similarly to the Drakkar Close fight, where Benil gets rocked, and then his experience and wherewithal brings him back to finish it, or it brings him back enough to at least take over two rounds. So I think Gamrock could get it done very, very late, perhaps. But realistically, I think this is Benil's to lose. And I'm surprised he's the underdog. I'm I'm all over Gamrot on this one. Yeah. Like, he's averaging almost five takedowns per 15 minutes mm-hmm. through his, his UFC career. They both go to a high, high likelihood. <laughs> Of it going to decision, but that's I guess that's their their style, right? Just pressure, dominate, and then control control where the fight goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, give me Gamrot, man. Give me that pace. Yeah, me, I also give, like Gamrot here. Give me the pace. Give me all of that. Give me all the Polish power I, I can handle. I think Gamrot right now is just kind of the hotter fighter. He has all the momentum. We haven't seen Benil in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think the we've yeah. talked about this. I don't think the victory <laughs> over Tony Ferguson has aged well. Um, mm-hmm. Good fighter for sure. It's unfortunate that that knee injury or whatever it was happened when it did because I he yeah. was kind of building some momentum but now I think he has lost it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well we'll see. We will definitely see. Then we get into what is realistically the Coco main event of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> because at Bantamweight, the number one contender, Piotr Jan, or Piotr Pan, as I like to call him, is fighting number 11, Sugar Sean O'Malley. I love the Sugar Show. I'm bought into the Sugar Show. Why? What What made you switch? When was I not in the Sugar Show? I feel like you were on Jan for a while, which is understandable. No, I like Jan. I like Jan a lot. Uh, I do like Sean more. <laughs> I think Sean is going to win. 
and I think he's going to win by decision. I think he's going to be able to stay outside and piece him up. Maybe rock him a couple times, chase him down, let him back up. Uh, but if Sean sees an opportunity to go for the back, I would like to see Sean actually get a submission. Club and sub, baby. Club and sub, Sean. Take him to Subway. Okay. Uh, Sean O'Malley has not been two decisions since 2018. I don't know what's what's going on with you guys. He's going to get smashed. By Sean Fury O'Malley? On. Yes. <laughs> He's going to get smashed. Now. Smashed. Does Pyotr start slow? Yes. Is this a three-round fight? Yes. Is there a potential for him to give away a round maybe two because he's not being very active? Yes. Three-round fight, you give away two, you lose. Yes, absolutely. However, he's got to know that. I, I strongly believe he can walk through whatever O'Malley's going to throw at him and he's going to beat the shit out of his legs, and then it's going to end up on the ground, and it's going to be ground and pound TKO. Okay. Ground and pound TKO. What do you think, Dom? Do you have a vision of this happening in your head? I think Sean O'Malley stops him, and I think actually um, there's a real chance O'Malley is being underestimated here, and uh, maybe it goes into the second round, but I, I... I could see this being a fight where it's not particularly close. Really? Hey, well, and you know what? That that you're kind of in alignment with me because I the way it goes in my head is Sean dancing around and actually being able to evade and land and just land on him. I mean, I can see where you're coming from with knocking him out or finishing him. I can I I Pyotr Jan just looked a little funky against the funk master last time he did not look like he had the footwork that could match sean so i kind of i kind of i'm i really feel sean by decision after a lot of significant strikes (laughs) i kind of feel like it would have to be pretty convincingly sean convincing in decision for the judges to go that way Mm -hmm. um similar to like tj uh Cody Garbrandt, Dominic Cruz, but from, you know, fucking six years ago. So I don't know. Yeah. There's a, of course, now that I said that Jan's going to stop him inside of two minutes, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently my favorite fighter uh, or one of them, TJ Dillashaw (laughs) is in the co-main event spot challenging for the belt at bantamweight against Aljamain funk master sterling are you leaning either way off the top ryan on this one uh i like aljo yeah yeah i like aljo i mean uh on the feet tj's got an edge for sure mm-hmm. on the ground which is i think they they both have cases to make there, but Algermain finds the back way better. He does, and he uses that to to find a finish, or he just he just dominates you from that position. Um, mm-hmm. I think he can be far more active than TJ over five rounds, 
And I could see like a fourth or maybe a fifth round stoppage just by overwhelming volume from Aljermaine Sterling. I have Aljermaine also. I, I think Aljermaine will either have a convincing decision comparable to that of his win over Piotr Jan or a finish. I think he might be able to get a sub in there. Uh, watching him roll and knowing that he trains with Marab Davalishvili, I think about forward pressure that TJ Dillashaw brings. And I don't think D- TJ brings the amount of pressure Marab does. Uh, I don't think TJ's as good of a wrestler as Marab. I, I, I think TJ had a miraculous win in a very tough fight against Corey Sanhagen. But I, I don't think he would have a chance against Marab, let alone Aljo. So I'm, I'm leaning Aljo, and I think he gets it done by submission. I, I think he takes the back and gets a rear naked choke. When do you think that's going to happen? I think that it'll happen in round four or five. Okay. I can tell. I can totally see that. I can see them dancing around a little bit, and I can see either of them getting clubbed a little bit, but not getting the sub. I can see them wrestling. I can see them grappling and being contentious. But on the ground, like you said, Aljamain is really great at finding the back. And TJ, we haven't really seen defend off of his back like that uh, on it. Like, so. I think I think this is Aljo's. Dom, do you have any thoughts on this one? I've wavered initially picking Sterling. Um, my instinct says Sterling, but TJ Dillashaw is just a he's a tough matchup, and we've seen him with long layoffs before, and he doesn't show signs of rust. Um, yeah, we've actually seen him off multiple long layoffs. Um, I think. MMA skill for MMA skill. He is better than Sterling, but Sterling has a dramatic ground advantage. Um, I do think Sterling's reach is going to be a problem for TJ Dillashaw. Um, Mm -hmm. And we'll see if Sterling is willing to play the defensive game and won't sort of engage with him. We'll see how TJ deals with it. I think that's what's going to decide the fight. I I don't know if he's going to submit him. I would doubt it. has Dillashaw ever been submitted? Good question. You know, hmm. It's honestly, it's a miracle. You guys, can you guys can hear me, right? My internet is. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you fine. Is not cooperating. He has not been submitted. He was knocked out in December of 2011. His other losses, and then he was knocked out by Henry Cejudo, but his other loss, which kind of. Oh, now I think we lost Dominic. <laughs> he is frozen. He is frozen. The frozen award for Dominic is awarded. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, he hasn't even won by he his last submission finish at all was back in 2012 when he submitted Lee. I think it's going to be I think it will be fun. Uh, I don't think it will, ugh, even if it goes to decision, because TJ at least brings it. He's exciting. He's never going to slow down. So it's going to be one of those fights where even if it does go five rounds, a boring bantamweight fight is not the same as a boring heavyweight fight. 
like this one could go the distance and and we not know who won but it could still be a very fun 25 minutes that's for sure um next we have the lightweight main event championship bout to fill the vacant lightweight title between charles olives Oliveira, dubronx and islam Makhachev. all right this is like experience versus hype train this is unstoppable object meeting an immovable object yeah what's happening here because i don't know i genuinely have gone back and forth with this every single time i've heard an opinion it changes my opinion. <laughs> well that i mean that's the that's the hype between right khabib's protege it's khabib's protege the guy who retired as the undefeated lightweight champion right mm-hmm. and then you have his opponent who's probably on the best hot streak ever, right? Mm-hmm. He's on the heater of all heaters, just mm-hmm. pulling out wins in dramatic fashion and stopping people and his ability to finish, right? He's the UFC all-time leader in submissions, right? For a reason, because he snatches him up. He, he sees the opportunity, he goes for it. He jumps on him. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to come down to who makes the bigger mistake if if charles goes in there too often right and he's like i'm just gonna engage and and islam who has shown a proclivity for being able to throw hands more so than khabib in the past it's lights Mm -hmm. out yeah i think dan hooker yeah yeah exactly if islam goes in there and knocks him down which is likely to happen and mm-hmm. rushes in and is not perfect yeah in his approach in his technique he'll be in a triangle olivera is going to be snatching up his neck putting him in a triangle he's going to reverse the position yep. and oh my god you have this guy who submitted 14 people in the <laughs> ufc yeah. uh on your back right just just waiting for you to make the tiniest mistake. He's going to slip that forearm in and you're fucking done. I also think, like you said, Charles, watching especially his last couple of fights against, because his resume, I mean, is ammunition as to why anyone could think he would win, just based on who he's beat, right? But... Makachev, especially in his Kimura against Dan Hooker, the club and sub, Olives has been clubbed and subbed more than once. Uh, He's been put down and submitted three times, maybe four times. So Islam could do that. I do think that Islam has the offensive tools to submit Charles. Does he have the defensive tools to avoid submission from Charles? That I don't know. And that's kind of really exciting to me. Um, Like, I feel like Charles, if he gets caught, he's going to know he's caught and he's going to tap. He won't. I don't know if he would necessarily fight it off if he could, if he, if he felt one way or another about it. But I've seen him get subbed. I've seen him get caught. I've seen him get knocked out. And I've seen Islam do that to everybody. So it makes me feel like I have to lean towards Islam. Really? Yeah. 
I'm I'm leaning towards Islam by knockout under round and a half. Under round and a half. Wow. Okay. I mean, okay, round and a half in that scenario, that makes sense because what? Charles fights <laughs> last three yeah. fights have been less than two rounds. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that makes sense. And I don't choose Charles finding it. I don't see it find him finding it. So Islam takes the safer road. We know Charles is going to press full force. He's going to go for it. And, mm-hmm. and he ends up just biting off too much, right? Cause he doesn't have somebody that's going to be willing to match that in terms of the, abandoning right mm-hmm. all other things it's crazy islam's on a 10 fight win streak charles is on an 11 fight win streak yeah it's just it's fucking it's fucking great yeah it really is and and you know what both of them would be fun champs you know i think that if charlie olives wins his next fight is Alexander Volkanovsky. Because if Alexander Volkanovsky is really moving up and his next fight is to challenge for who the winner of this belt, if mm-hmm. he's not fighting for it, if something happens between now and Saturday, uh, I think Charles and Volkanovsky is a, is a great fight. Uh, and I also think Islam and Volkanovsky is a great fight. So it's like either one. That's, I'm, in, that's I'm, in, I'm into it. 100%. I'm we totally rec- into it. Yeah, we received a message because our third Dom newsflash, his internet is officially dead, so he's not here recording with <laughs> us anymore. However, down. he has Charles Oliveira by mid-round stoppage. So Mid-round? 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 I think he means mid-fight. But Hey, I think that's totally reasonable. I don't think there's a fucking chance that this fight goes to decision, though. There's really no way, because even if Islam is is dominating the exchanges and he's, for whatever reason, just continually going to the ground and pressing his top game, and Oliver is always going to be looking for that submission, looking to hit a switch maybe get back to the feet. I I really don't see I, I really don't see this going to a decision. You're right. Yeah. There's just no way. There's it's no way. Like if you were looking to fill out your parlay and which this this entire card would be virtually impossible to make a, a good parlay on with more than like three fights. Right. At least I feel like a good addition would be that this fight does not go to decision like not picking a winner just just pick that it won't go to decision because that i think is at least a sure bet (laughs) that is like the safest bet right that okay of the of the fights on the main card or just any result of the main event rest assured it's not being left in the hands of the judges yeah definitely not oh i enjoy thinking about potential fights and talking about it with you and the fellowship. Uh, I enjoy talking about fights that already happened with you and the fellowship. (laughs) Uh, That being said, 
go to the pretty neat podcast.com hit the mailbag send us your questions send us your comments we want to see them you can also go to the pretty neat podcast.com to buy merch to buy ufc memorabilia cards there's links to the ebay which helps support the show uh and uh also you can download the podcast it has a list of all the major streaming platforms so you can listen to our voluptuous vocals Ooh. at your whim alliteration i love it yeah and uh maybe we should go out on alliteration 2024 <laughs> alliteration 2024 yeah hey you know what i love mma so much it's pretty neat that is 100 true but it's also because it brings us together it, it, you know what <laughs> violence really does bring people together